Greetings, salutation, and love time myself more to be using game changers. This is Miss Kinkin. I hope y'all doing good. I hope y'all feeling good and feeling blessed. And I hope this message brings out the best in you. Man, dude, it's being an outsider is no cakewalk. Like, uh, <laughs> outsider. Well, what I consider an outsider and what most do is somebody who doesn't who beats, you know, to their own drum, who marches their own beat, uh, somebody who is is simply them, you know what I'm saying, they they, they own who they are, they represent, you know, uh, a higher purpose, meaning something that, um, that can change the world. And usually those people are shunned to be outsiders because they're not the normal. They don't want to fit in, you know, they don't walk according to men's standards. And those people, I... I, I I love to be around those people because I I rather be called weird, strange, you know, black sheep, whatever. Because I didn't, I took a stand for something. You know, a lot of times in the Bible they call those type of people troublemakers. And eventually, it's gonna come to a point, my friend, where people in the world are gonna deem you a troublemaker for not being somebody like them. <laughs> Growing up, I was called um, a lot of things. It's everything but a child, God, because I lack various differences, and uh, I didn't look at the world the same as my parents did. Uh, some of my family members were racist. Um, unfortunately, um, they taught me, some family members taught me that I shouldn't date anybody outside my race, and um, there was people who I felt like, why not? I'm in, I'm in you know, Silicon Valley. I mean, it's nothing but a melting pot. Like, there's so many varieties of nice, good-looking, nice people out here. You know, why not? And um, what's crazy is the fact that that was the main culture. It was like, you can date in, in, in anybody but white. You know, it's just like, they got to be of color. And that that was kind of like, okay, so they can be, you know, Filipino. They can be, you know, Latin, whatever. Uh, things like that, not white. And I was just like, wow, that's kind of messed. That's messed up because, you know, the person I was raised by a white couple, you know what I'm saying? A Caucasian couple when I was in foster care. And he was my first daddy figure. And he was white. And I thought to myself, that's racist. You know, the first man that I ever loved was white. And he was my father. He, was, he wasn't my father, father, but he was my um, foster father. And I felt like since then I was an outsider because as kids, you know, we're naturally, as kids, kids are naturally um, outsiders because they don't see the world the same way. And people like to mess up your whole uh, vision, your whole mindset, uh, and, and somehow you lose yourself. And what I'm saying here is you have to let people perceive you wrong. You have to let people not understand you because how else is somebody else going to understand what boldness is? How else is somebody going to understand what a rebellion is? Because when you know that you walk in divine authority and you know God is with you, for all those people who don't know God, it's, you know, there's still time you can know him, you know, just pray and ask God to reveal himself in, in ways that, you know, he, he can show you, you know, how his his mind works, you know, uh, he can tell you his love works. It's it's so much, it's infinite wisdom with God. So I don't even, but just, just 
God, you know, I want to know who you are. Just start with that. You know, God, I want to, I know this this world is getting wicked, and I I just want to see, I don't want you to, you know, dance and do miracles. That's just disrespectful. But just come at God and say, hey, you know, I want to get to know you, Father. I want a chance, another chance to speak to you and know what what I need to do to be saved. If If you're serious, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, there was people who got, beheaded like in some countries they behead you for being outside some some places like right now if you don't have the mask you're an outsider and people are like oh well, we'll just wear the mask so when is the when is the long the line going to be drawn here when's the line going to be drawn i'm saying one day it's the mask one day it's the vaccine one day it's you know it's the mask next it's going to be your color it's always going to be something that's going to stop you from being in the norm. If I don't represent the norm, and this is supernatural, why do I have to represent it? It's okay to be different. It's okay to, to, to walk in God's appointed direction. Amen. And people want to condemn you. For not being amongst the sheep. Sheep can be followers or she can be led to the slaughter. It's, it's either or. What, who, who, where are you following? You see what I'm saying? What side are you following? And my thing is, if you can talk to somebody and they're, they're trying to pull you down into this slavery mentality then that's when you know something's wrong. If they can pull you into something that allows you to to question who who's right and who's wrong, that's when you start asking the right questions. Maybe I'm outsider for the right reasons. Maybe I'm outsider because I'm supposed to be outsider. Maybe this is my destiny. And see, they don't want us to be like that. That's why they're trying to put muzzles on us. That's why they're trying to censor us on Facebook. That's why they're trying to control us. Uh, She's just a conspiracy theorist, some are saying. But you know what, am I? Or I'm just being a realist here. Maybe the truth is so so close to you that you you feel like the truth is so far-fetched that you just can't wrap your mind around it. Being an outsider is not always a bad thing. I'm not saying you're going to make waves, not going to make enemies. Everybody who rustles feathers, everybody who says, hey, you're a liar, and they know they're like, hey, you're a cook, you're a cook. And some people don't like hearing it. See you know what I'm saying? So my point here is we got to pray and say, God, give me the strength. Give me, give me the strength to be who you made, who you made me to be. If I'm made to stand up, then let me make. If I'm made to to walk and be a, walk accordingly, let me do this, Father. Give me the strength because the Holy Spirit is not going to lead you somewhere that the, uh, that's, you're not going to be protected. And if you know this, then you can be a force and be reckoned with. And God is not going to leave you somewhere so far to leave you. So just walk in faith, no fear. And know that God is going to lead you somewhere far. Alright? Stay tuned for Maybe I'm Chipping. Peace.
Alright, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. But have you ever noticed that every time you're doing something, like you making major moves, that somebody already comes? And they, they, they come and they, they try to say, hey man, it's been a long time. <clears throat> or remember this opportunity that we said? Or remember the good old days? <laughs> and the question is, are you a distraction or you a direction? Alright, that's the question. Because it's always every single time you getting closer to God, you know, you got a new relationship, you got a new job, you got something new, basically. And you try to flow and just vibe and, you know what I'm saying, and just get in a better place. You know what I'm saying? And it's something that seems to stop you. And you just like, man, I wonder who are you? you is this, are you from God or are you from the devil? Which one, what is this? And that's something we got to do, my friend. We got to test the spirits. Um, I, I recently, um, it's something that I recently went through, but it's it's crazy, though, because they came at the most awkward time. And at first, I thought, oh, wow, what are the odds? I need somebody to talk to. But at the end of the day, it showed why we stopped talking. Because they were still the same person we were as teens. You know, these people came in my life and they were trying to still um, to live back in 2000. In 2000. <laughs> it's like, bro, we, excuse me, we, we not, we not kids anymore. Like, there's nothing wrong because, you know, I'm a big kid at heart. But at the same time, like, this is something serious. Like, we don't have time to, like, go go-karting right now. Like, I got kids now. You know, I'm married now. We can't just pick up and go to Vegas. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm saved now. We can't just, you see what I'm saying? It's like they're not trying to adjust to your, your uh, maturity. And that's how you know who is fit to be in your life and who's sent to help and who's sent to hinder you. You see what I'm saying? Because um, when you're setting boundaries, when you have some type of strict moves going on, you're like, hey, I'm disciplined and, you know what I'm saying, my heart's set on this. And and you've been training and you've been gaining knowledge and you see what I'm saying? And you've been doing what you have to do. You know, you punch in the clock and continue to do it. And somebody comes and they're like, hey, um, (laughs) it's been a long time. And... Ooh, you know, excuse me. That shows I'm hungry. Anyway, I've been fasting. Y'all work with me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was my stuff. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it was going on day two with no food. Uh, try to get a three-day fast going in, praise God. Um, it really does help you get your uh, spiritual self together, especially going through all this demonic attacks that we're going through. But that's another thing. You don't know what other people are bringing to the table. Because, there's, you know, they say everybody has their demons, too. <laughs> I don't play that anymore, man. Because every time somebody comes in my life, I ask, what are the odds of this? You know, I just had this tit for tat with my parents. And, um, you know, uh, spiritually, we're not in the same vibe here. And it's been a very big hindrance. Uh, it's because it's not just... It's not the fact I'm not welcoming people who is not of God. It's just the fact that if you're not coming to help me, you're coming to hinder me. So if you're not coming to bring love, you're bringing hate. You know? You get what I'm saying? So that reg- that's regardless to anybody. Because anybody, because everybody was a sinner or everybody was a non-Christian at one point. Okay? Not Jesus, but 
you know, even Jesus had to get baptized into the process. And I'm not saying he was a sinner because he never sinned. But all I'm saying is, is eventually people have to show their colors. And if they're fighting you, instead of trying to figure out how they can help you, that's a, that's, that's a distraction. So in other words, they came and they got angry because I set boundaries. And I was confident in that boundaries. And they tried to make me feel bad. They tried to make me feel like a fool. Like maybe, maybe, maybe you just treat different now. I'm a wait member that way. When somebody says that, when somebody says, I'm going to do that towards you, that's when you show us the level of maturity. Because why would you say that if you are confident you did nothing wrong? See what I'm saying here? So anyways, the point is you need to pray before you let anybody in your house. You need to pray before you let anybody in your midst. I mean... Even strangers, you know, uh, you can be careful how you treat strangers because they could be an angel. But God will give you that clarity. You just got to pray. God, every time I meet somebody, I, you, I, I'm, I'm trying to do it myself. I got to take my own advice in this one. I have to say, hey, God, who is this? This person is from you or is for the devil? You see what I'm saying? Straight up. And you got to be confident in that. Because people bring de- demons too and people can bring you peace or a curse. Amen. All right, y'all. <laughs> Stay tuned for Level Head Love. Peace. Yay! Alright, it's time to ease our minds and unwind. With the Holy Spirit of divine and grace, take its place in a worry-free zone of harmonic and tone to relax and let healing and love speak to us. Alright y'all, enjoy. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? It's time to come to a closing in, my friends. <laughs> Being an outsider is never fun. It's never fun because it's like you feel like you're all alone. Man, I gave so much for everybody and they left me on my darkest hour. Sometimes it's not even your darkest. It's the one where you feel like God is shining upon you the most. My friends, there's nothing wrong with being an outsider. But when you become outside of yourself and to in order to make people feel happy that's when you become an outsider mentally as well as emotionally my friends there's nothing wrong with being rejected for the truth it does hurt but it also symbolizes that you're a leader that you're not going to uh, bow down to anything that you don't agree with you won't be muzzled and tamed according to what man's standards are. Now, there's people out here who are just letting God's standard just flutter in the wind. <laughs> it's insane. It's like you a little inch and you give them a mile. Okay? 
the, the same way that we that Barack Obama let the the gay community get um, be legal, and then they start bullying everybody. You see what I'm saying? The same way is if we say, "Hey, it's okay to do this," and now it's okay to sound have no meaning and nothing but empty words on music, or just have somebody who can sing but has no anointing, or somebody who there's a difference between when you dress nice, but if you look just as much in the world than anybody else, something's wrong. I'm not saying you have your own personal style, but if you're still doing the same thing you did in school. When you were a teenager and you still had the same mind, you maintain the same mind frame. Excuse me, Father. The same, the same emotions, or the same lack of discipline, or whatever that was worldly. And you talking about, especially if you're a preacher, that's something that you need to be corrected on. And I'm saying you gotta die daily, my friends. You gotta die daily. How? Well, for instance. If you're still watching scary movies, you're like, it don't affect me. It does, man. There's a digital demon that comes through there. You're like, you're reaching. No, I'm not reaching. Have you ever noticed that you can't sleep at night? Have you ever noticed, excuse me, that was an interruption from the devil. Have you ever noticed you can't sleep at night? Have you ever noticed that you have problems? You hear creaking and stuff because you let an demonic entity in your house. How come, okay, well, you know, I have self-control. Okay, you do, but you let your ex come in your life, and then they try to whisper sweet nothings, and you start falling from them again, knowing that you're married, knowing that you're in a relationship, knowing that you have a destiny to fulfill. And there's been things where, you know, you you kind of get let off track. And that's, that's a problem, because you rather entertain people to be in the midst of popularity instead of being an outsider so you can, to, just so you want to fit in. A people pleaser. There's going to be times where you're going to be laughed at. But you don't think God's going to be a vindicator? There's going to be times where you're going to be tempted. You don't think God's going to give you an exit? There's going to be times where you're going to be shunned. But you don't think God's going to take care of them? God will. If he's done it for the apostles. If he did it for Elijah when they laughed at his bald head. If they, if he, if they did it for, for Jonah. You know what I'm saying? And Jonah... Jonah ran away from it. He didn't want to be. He didn't want to be a part of that crap. He was like, "No, I don't want to be a part of it." And I'm not saying God's stuff is crap. Let's correct this. He didn't want to be a part of the mission. He didn't want to be part of anything that God was giving him. And instead, he was like, "Nah, I want to blend in." And God was like, "Nah, you're not made to blend in." He, you know, he he thought if he joined the crew and and hid out, then nobody would recognize him. But you know what? You can't run from God. You can't run from God. And that's something that I thought I could do. I thought if I blended in the crowd and the clubs, I thought if I blended in in what I said and I sounded worldly, if I, you know, did this and that and still had um tried to be and try to hang and say, hey, I used to be. And then I felt myself trying to compete or who was more worldly. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> God said, you, you still want to be a part of the world. And I'm not saying that I still don't struggle, but I'm saying here, though. It is it's better to be outside in the good graces of God than to be in the midst of the crowd and then miss the mark. Everybody wants God's blessings, but they don't want to be in the midst of the, you know, the burdens. And that means being an outsider. That means being uh, the black sheep. That means that you're being made fun of or um, casted out. Because, you know, even in church, they have cliques. Even in high school, they have cliques. Even everywhere you go, there's going to be people who say you're not enough. But God says you are enough. God says you are, you are strong enough. You are you are a, a, a victor. 
not a victim. You are going to do great things. I can see it. I don't just see your potential. I see the power that I've given you. I've seen, you see what I'm saying? I've seen more than you than, than, than they ever will. And instead of you looking to people to guide you and having faith in man, which we're going to fail you, you should have faith in a, in a never-changing father in heaven. People want to disrespect him and say, you're going to pray to something you can't see. I'd rather do that <laughs> than pray to something, to something that you can and nothing happened. I've seen it work. God will come through. Believe you. Believe me. Okay? Believe you me, I meant to say. <laughs> so, my friends here, there's been times where you feel lonely and you know we just want to cry. You're just like, God, can you just send me somebody, man? And it does. Sometimes, you know, you, you find yourself with people. You're like, how do they have friends? And how do they? Because they're comfortable. The higher you go, the, the lonelier it gets. You know, and I don't hate to say it like that, but you pray, God, can you send me somebody I can talk to? And that's why I pray. And I'm thankful for all these ministries that are coming that seem just as much as me, experience just as much as me. And they're able to say, hey, I've seen it and I've dealt with it. And I'm just reaching back, you know, to say, hey, you can get through this. You know, there's sometimes the storm calms down, but it's real out here. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes God will send you to a situation first so you can be that lavender, that lavender and that, that chamomile, that uh, vibe that goes that goes forth and say, hey, man, it's all emotions. You let your emotions get to you. You know what I'm saying? And, and you got to let your God be your conscience to be your guide. And you got to let God, you know, direct your steps. And it's, it's either said than done, but at the end of the day, this is our training ground. And if you can't handle this, you're not going to be able to handle what's to come. And you have to be able to be flat-footed and stand tall and say, you know what, this is just a test. And God's just testing me for to see if I'm worthy of his best. Amen. All right, y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. God loves y'all. And remember, from the ground up, God will meet you halfway. Peace.